to another episode of the Don't Be Mad podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matthew Rivera, and I'm joined by, as always, Jason Elias. How you guys doing? And we are here on a beautiful, nippy Saturday afternoon. Yeah, it's it's uh, falls in the air. It's starting. Yeah, like uh, pretty much out of nowhere after having like, what, two and a half, three weeks of 25 to 40 degree weather, like in September. To then all of a sudden get hit with like seven degrees this morning. Well, I don't mind it. It's those those last couple of days were a little bit extremely too hot. If it was earlier in the summer, cool, I can get it. But now, I don't mind the little cool weather coming through and everything like that right now. To all the fellas, it's officially protect your hoodie season. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, man? Like if if you know you got a cute little thing that's been coming around a bit more often than usual, it's not uh, cuffing season. It's still your your sweater season. So. Lock them away, secure them. That's what she's trying to do. <laughs> it's great. Hey, it's real, man. Oh, it's man. real out here. You got to protect protect your hoodies. Right. Free the hoodies. If, if, if you say so, man. <laughs> People don't touch my clothes against me. Uh, let, let's start the podcast with some some good, positive, fill, filled my heart, warmed it to the very brim. Cardi B. Cardi B? Number one on the will, world billboard charts. That's good. That's a good account. She knocked off that she devil Taylor Swift. <laughs> Taylor Swift is uh, pretty well. I'm not a fan of her music. I think she's trash. But uh, Cardi B, you did us proud. You, yo, uh, she she's been repping the the BX. She's doing it. New York stand up. BX stand up. Support Cardi B. Support her music. Afro Latina stand up. Um, Dominican stand up. Cardi B looks amazing. She's Bad as hell. Love me some Cardi B. But as soon as Cardi B starts talking, my mind just starts to like drift because I can't. That, that's you, man. I, <laughs> man, I love her energy. She, I, no, love, I love her success. I'm, I'm pretty sure what she's saying is positive Offset's too. Offset's a lucky. Offset's so lucky, bro. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure what she says is positive too, and I have no hate with her. I actually want her to succeed. But when but you she know starts what, talking, what's crazy like, about yeah. it, like just the fact that she's the first female rap artist to to get the world number one. The last female to do that was Lauren Hill back in 1998. That's a good accomplishment. To that's a, get that. that's a good accomplishment. That's a long ass time, man. Like so, <laughs> shout out to her, man. She was on her thing, grind. Man. I know she was on her grind for. At like first, a long I time. believe she's the first Dominican woman. To, to do that too so That's hats good. off man for That's real good. gotta show love gotta show support to our people some good diversity on the billboard charts let's um, do it you know everything something new like we're hey, tired I, of after all the blackness of, and, and and culturalness that happened at the Emmys to have this happen right after bomb I was gonna say I'm tired of Taylor, Taylor Swift <laughs> oh yeah like, no I'm tired of her too man like you hear her I'm tired of her music. playing the victim <laughs> I'm not getting into this but you know what if everything around you is falling apart, maybe it's you. That makes perfect sense. That's all I got to say about that, okay? <laughs> uh, and in other news, in world news, I showed, I showed Jason earlier the video of uh, the Ugandan parliament Yes, the Ugandan. getting brazy in this bitch. Yeah, people were catching fades with <laughs> Guys, sticks. I want you to go on YouTube, all right? Search Ugandan parliament fight and just find the long video. I think it's like six minutes long or something like that. <laughs> watch try to watch everything you possibly can on the screen because there's so much going on but okay to give you the backstory essentially 
the person who I believe is like the prime minister or president of Uganda right now, he he's 73 years old. He's coming to the end of his term. And they have a rule in their parliament that once you hit the age of 75, you can't basically can't, you like can't you, you have to retire have from to retire. parliament. Like you, you basically have to leave. You have to go. You can't run for another term. So this man who obviously when he took power, like literally took power through through violence and Violent basically just overthrew the other people that were in power. Now he wants to change the rules so he can essentially take another term and keep ruling. <laughs> the people were not too happy about that. Dude, this is this is so classic in African nations that you see this kind of corruption stuff happen, and people don't care. The outside world don't care. Oh, I'm not no. saying I'm not saying the African people don't care because they do care because you, they they want fair elections for everyone. But of course, the outside world really don't they really don't care about what's happening and you see this kind of corruption continue in african nations like oh come on man it's like when when one one thing i will say i kind of wish you know on our side of things when you know you get a politician who talks some crazy dumb shit you know lies to our face or makes up laws that they know full well will affect millions or thousands or millions of people in a negative way. Dude, this happens every day. That our parliament would turn up and throw a couple chairs, okay? No, I think it's a little bit too civil. No, I, it, it, it would, that. but that's the problem. We're too civil. We're too civil. We got people saying straight up, yeah, if you got precondition, preconditions, we're, we're going to make you pay like tens of thousands more. Like, nah, man, you should catch a chair in the face for that. <laughs> like, sure, you know full well you're going to be harming Americans' pockets and their health, or even in Canadians. What If you do some mess of shit to us, yo, we should just be able to throw that chair, man. I don't think resorting to violence is ever a good thing because there's a high probability. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but it'll make people think twice about the dumb laws they try to put on us. <laughs> you know? I, I think know. it'll make them think twice. You know, just, just to keep each other on our toes. Because... You know, in these African nations, when they're ready to turn up over some bullshit, they're going to turn over with some bullshit. But us, we will really just, we walk out and we're like, this is preposterous. Or they're going to filibuster to to, yeah. to get their way. And then they're going to go right in front of the media camera and say, you know, well, we're, we find this despicable. We can't believe they did this. But, uh, well, you know, you know we, we got to get the numbers. The goal in politics is always to keep your power. And no matter what kind of politics, even yeah, just in Africa. Keep your power by doing right by the people or cash this chair to the face. Like Whoa. it's the WWE, baby. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> I know. As, as, as much as much I as you want it to change, as but much as you want to change. All I'm saying is seeing that video, I wish it would sometimes. I just I wish someone was just like, this is bullshit. Well, you know, and threw a chair. It happens it happens not only in Africa, <laughs> it happens in Asia too and other places around the world. So I've never seen anything like that happen in Canada specifically. It would maybe, be nice, man. Maybe something like that happened in Quebec, maybe one time, but like like pushing and shoving and all that kind of crap and stuff. Or when Trudeau um just grazed that girl and they and, and they claimed it as harassment or something like that. <laughs> Not sexual harassment, just Look, harassment. You know, okay, maybe we don't start by throwing a chair, but just walk up to the politician, just just mush him in the face, you know, just just give him that that good old face wash for for the white people that like hockey. You know, <laughs> you know what a face wash is. That's what a mush is. You know, you just <laughs> white you people take, that like hockey. <laughs> yo, that, that's what they call it. they call it a face wash where they take the glove and put it in the person's face. But I know we call face, it a mush. I know face. You know, wash. black people are like yo, they mush yo. <laughs> and if you're from Jersey, and if you're from Jersey, mush doesn't mean what you think it means. Uh, we're, we're 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 saying it from our side of the block. Yeah, mush, okay? mush in Jersey Basically, means uh, maybe we should have one of the politicians be like yo, you just said some foul shit and just mush him in the face you know give him a good push back him up up against the board or something like that you know 
That's too aggressive. That's too aggressive. It's aggressive, but you know, maybe it, it'll incite the proper narratives and the proper change so people start acting right. Probably. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> oh, I'm just I'm just a little hype off the video, man. It was it's it, it's it is cra- it is a funny video to it, watch. It's almost like it was made for world world star. You like, know what I'm saying? Like people throwing stair, uh, chairs and slapping Mike people with sticks. Stands, and they, yeah, it's hilarious. They were throwing. Yo, one dude did a Michael Jackson spin on the table like it was crazy. Son, the only thing that was missing <laughs> was fire to his head and him spinning. <laughs> <laughs> uh- <laughs> Um. <laughs> All right, next story. Russell Westbrook. Yo, oh you guys, you guys know my 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 new squad, my OKC Thunder, Thunder Up. You know, his team is the Orlando Magic people. Yo, in 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 spirit and heart, yes, in oh, spirit okay. and heart. But as far as just watching games this season, where I won't be stressed out, it's OKC. <laughs> and we just we just did a solid, baby. We just did a solid. You see, we, I'm using we now. Hey, I'll use a we now. Everyone who knows him knows Yo, we, that you rep we, the Orlando Magic. We signed, got that extension for Westbrook signed until 2023. That means he don't want to win. $232 million. And guess when he signed it? On Katie's birthday. Okay. Spr- sprinkle a little salt bay on that baby. Well, who's salty? Is it K? Is it K- what is Katie? Oh no, no, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying Westbrook mad petty. Okay, let me petty. But some I respect petty sometimes. Let me petty in his tight I, jeans. I respect petty, but you know what? At the same time, I respect loyalty. I respect loyalty. You know what, Westbrook? You're mad of your words. You're solid. Your words bond, and you signed that you signed that extension five more years with OKC, oh, showing the fans love, showing that. That organization love. Doesn't loyalty work both ways, though? Yo, I told you, I'm still with them. I just want stress-free games. Can I not? Yo, can't I cheer for for Westbrook and yo hoodie mellow, baby? No, you can't. Yo, no, you hoodie can't. mellow. No, you can't. Especially from a from one coming from the Knicks, who is in yo, your conference. Hoodie yo, mellow, bro. No, 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 no. No, you can't. Yo, you gotta respect mellow, man. No, man. Paul George is over there now. Yo, you gotta respect it. I know Mellow's not staying in OKC, and I know for damn sure. Yo, Paul it doesn't George it doesn't staying. matter what happens next year. It's all about right now. And right now. And right now you guys are still losing. Right to now the we yo, we got the components, baby. Yo, Melo don't even got to play defense. Just put the hoodie on, post up on, in, on your part of the perimeter, and just shoot the J. Water, baby. Water. He's so used to losing that he, Water, doesn't, he, baby. he doesn't know what winning is like anymore. Yo, hoodie Melo, baby. We got this. No, he does, he's never known what he was like. See, I'm a Lakers fan, so I I know from both ends. I had to suffer through Smush Parker and Kwame Brown. <laughs> Yo, I know the both the good and the bad of the Lakers. I've, I've, been through, I've been through some troubled times, man. Trouble times? It ain't been the same for me. Smush man. Parker and Kwame Brown? Look. Compared to what? Bro. Okay. They were guys... at least names, bro. Huh? They were at least names. You had Dwight Howard, your favorite player. Yeah, and he's the one who ruined our squad, which, by the way, my birthday's coming up, and, you know, I make I make the same wish every year. A thousand more losses for you, so don't think that ain't coming up. <laughs> when my cake comes through with the candles... Only one thing on my mind, son. A thousand more losses for you because of what you did to mm. my squad, the Orlando Magic. Orlando was a bum-ass bitch. Orlando, Orlando was not going to win a championship. No, no, no. You know what? You know what? It does, that's not the point. <laughs> that's not the point. He got the coach fired, Stan Van Gundy, a good man who really turned our team around. He got players traded that shouldn't have to be traded and then had the audacity, the audacity to leave. So you know what? After we bent over back, which stupidly, I told you. Remember I, I was telling you at the time too, man, if they give him all this stuff, I'm going to be pissed off. But it's going to be even worse when they leave because we know he's going to leave. 
<laughs> and they did all that shit. I was like, I watched this motherfucker leave, and now I'm going to be sick as fuck. And that's exactly what happened. And so this team has never recovered. My birthday's since. coming up, and as per usual, you getting that wish. A thousand years of losses, bro. See, I'm a Laker fan, so I'm not used but to yo, losing. My wishes have been working, right? Well, he's yo, he teams. went to the Lakers. Yeah. He was a bum over there. He went to Houston. He was a bum over there. Went to Atlanta. A bum over there. Where's he now? Charlotte? He's going to be a bum over there, too. A thousand <laughs> years of losses. My my work, my work my wishes do work, son. I'm, I'm, hey, my wishes do work. Hope your back break again, That's bitch. between you, Orlando, and Dwight Howard to deal with. I Like I told you. Nah, I'm it's not, not even Orlando anymore. It's me and him. <laughs> it's me and him. So if you if you saw Dwight Howard in the streets, would yo, you, I've already said if I see this man in the street, would you give him a fade? Yo, I'm duffing him and I'm taking the beating. <laughs> yo, yo, I, I, yo, I don't care. I don't care if he's with an entourage. I'm sneaking in there. I'm getting that duff on him. Bam, right in the face. I'm testing that chin. And then if I get my ass beat, I get my ass beat, man. Worth it. Nah, it's worth, not it. worth it. No, it's worth it. Not worth it. For it's me. not worth it for you. Like I have no, I, the only person I would probably fight with is Kwame Brown, and the only reason I know I'd win Yo, that fight. Yo, you better, fight, you better fight Kwame the, Brown. The, the only reason I know I win that fight is because he has small hands, so he can't he can't do anything. <laughs> he has bad feet and small hands, so he can't do nothing against me. So I wouldn't be worried about about fighting with Kwame Brown or anything like that. Yo, duffing him early, I don't care. But yeah, <laughs> going back to Westbrook, I don't know the, the point of silence because OKC, like, what have you done for him? All right, you got you got Paul George, you got Carmelo, but Carmelo's not staying in OKC for that's for damn sure he's not staying in OKC. There's nothing for him there because we know Carmelo's about his money. He is not staying there. Look, it, I don't even think it's a matter of that. I just feel like Westbrook in, in himself, like the way he holds himself, his values, his word as a man. I feel like to him, loyalty matters. I understand, but that's why he he signed that extension. And and like I said, I was telling you before, like I'm not surprised. That he's staying with OKC and and doing this because he's not the type of person too that's looking for like the overt fame, you know. Like outside of the way he comes to the arena dressed, you don't hear much about him outside of the court. Yeah, yeah you know, like true. like if you watch him on Instagram, he's always at home with the family with his kid, or he's rapping. You know, whatever new track is out, like that's pretty much what Westbrook does. You know, like he the only real time his characteristic is flashed outside of that is when he's literally showing up to the arena in clothing that I'd never wear. <laughs> but I mean, it speaks to who he is as a person because like to him, it's like it's family and basketball. Like that's his thing, family and basketball. So for him to stick with that organization, especially after everything that happened with KD, you know, like I, I get it, man. Like, hey, I, I'm not surprised at all. All I'm saying is I've seen, I've seen this story happen before. Most recently, especially with New York where a player because of loyalty wanted to stay with the team and they haven't been doing it. They, they didn't do anything for him before and they're not going to do anything from after. And, and especially with that cheap owner and GM that they have, they're not going to do anything for him. It's like, okay, I understand you want to please the fans. That's your fan base. You know, where you started, that's where you want to do. But what do you, what, what do you expect from your GM? What is your GM going to do for you? Because I know, like I said, Carmelo's not going to stay there. We all know that. Paul George is probably going to go to the Lakers next year. We all hey, know that. Hey, man, I'm just, I'm not worried about next like, who year. Who are you going to get? About right now. And at the end of the day, we've seen crazy things happen. Man. What happens if they go and get Dwight Howard now? Yo, we, we've seen. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a possi- that's a strong possibility. Yo, another that's reason why I was, I was finicky on, on the Magic. They were apparently in talks to bring Dwight back. Woo. No, if, if that me. if that had happened, I would have been one hundred percent done with that team. 
<laughs> Bro, if they had brought him back, son, I would have. I would be one of those dudes on on YouTube or on Instagram Live burning a jersey. It's like, yo, I'm done with this organization. You have a jersey of Dwight Howard? Fuck no. Okay. I got more self respect. <laughs> Oh man! I got me a T Mac though, cause you know, big up the man right there, bro. Yeah, I'm a Grady. He's a one more man. hero, but yeah, not the original number one like my man Penny, but number one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I can say Westwood, we're good. You got your money. I'm happy for you. I don't hate you. I just question the decision to stay in uh, in OKC because, especially since your team hasn't done anything for you lately. Two hundred and thirty-two million. Yeah, the money is fine, but but. He's roughly making 500k a game. When when you when you play in the NBA, your goal is to be remembered. And okay, everyone's going to remember you, but they're going to remember yeah. you for a losing team. They're, they're going to remember his MVP season where he averaged a triple double. He's right. already in the books. Okay, but they're going to remember him he most broke for the losing. record. He's in there. He's like, in the books, man. Like Chris Paul, people are going to remember Chris Paul, but they're going to know him for losing and losing in the first round, especially and playing with the Clippers. No one wants hey, it. Westbrook made it to a finals. Let's remember that. Uh, yeah, he made it to he a finals. Made it to a finals yes. at the very least. You know, like and and that in itself is a feat. You know, like a lot of times we like to downplay certain things just because a ring wasn't involved, but it is not easy to make it that far. And he made it at least that far. I don't know. The Lakers lost one game in the finals against Iverson, and I, it took it took Iverson, which is a. How about you talk about all the years Boston kept whooping your ass, okay? Well, you mean you mean when uh, only <laughs> only white players were playing and and that was it, and they were playing against a, a whole bunch of little teams. Please, yo, Magic caught a couple L's too, man. Don't forget, Magic caught a couple L's. Magic won more though. <laughs> Lake uh, Lakers. Um, you see, I'm used to winning with the Lakers. Okay, we can take seven years off for winning. I'm cool. I'm all right with that. But perpetual losing like the Knicks? No way. I would never accept anything like that. <laughs> That's uh that's that that's a riot. And I don't know why the Knicks haven't riot yet or anything like that because they're used to losing anyways. They've they've gotten so used to losing with Dolan and everything like that. I will I will say this one thing. I did get the feeling of adjacent victory when the year the Dallas Mavericks won and I was lucky enough to party with them in Montreal. Yeah, well yeah, when they came to Montreal. And I, yeah. I have a picture with Mark Cuban and I'm telling you right now, it was a good night. So I, I felt like a champ. I felt like a champ. Not even a team that I, I really watch wholeheartedly, but I mean, Mark Cuban, he's a tall motherfucker. And I'm 6'5", and I'm saying that. He's taller than me. <laughs> so I, I had a bit of a, the championship feel. I'll, I'll go that far. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Another NBA story that uh, came up. Dwayne Wade is back with his boy LeBron, but this time in Cleveland. Well, I don't have anything about with that, especially because I'm like, I don't think... Yeah, they'll get to the finals again, for sure. They, they were going to get to the finals anyways, but you're still losing against the Warriors. I felt like it was just one of those moves they had to do, given the condition of Isaiah Thomas. Because now you have Derrick Rose, who's going to have to come in as a starter until they know for sure when Isaiah comes in, because they're saying the very earliest projection is January for him to be back, which okay. is half insane. A season? Yeah, essentially half a season. And we already know Derrick Rose, his knees are terrible. His knees are uh, liquid paper. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I felt like they brought in Dwayne Wade just to be like, if they need him to switch over to that point guard role and just take up those extra minutes, then he can be like the fostering for Derrick Rose hey. so that the minutes don't have to be that heavy on the load for him. I'm like, Cleveland, if you guys don't win the championship or if LeBron, if you complain about, about the team, you are a bum because you have 
everything that you asked for, everything. You have essentially two starting teams. Well, I feel like right now, yeah, this team, way better than last year's team. Like, I feel like they are way better. And you know what? Like, a lot of people were having their arguments about if, you know, them losing Kyrie meant Boston became better. Like, who won the trade? Look, there's no doubt in my mind the Cavs won this trade, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll the, see. The, Isaiah's the not playing. Biggest, Kyrie is. Yeah, even with that, but I felt like Isaiah wasn't even the thing for me that made it a win. It was the fact that they got Crowder out of that. Crowder is a guy that you know could be a lockdown defensive guy in the perimeter, and that takes such a load off of LeBron that I felt like that was the biggest thing on top of the fact of getting Isaiah that made it for me that, yeah, these guys took that trade. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, Okay, say for example, you never had that trade and Kyrie was still on the team and you add Dwayne Wade. That team's better. That team's a lot better. Even even with with without but Crowder, the team's do they, still better. The team on the starting side, or as far as like your six man reliever makes it better, but the depth that you get from that trade yeah it's good depth because i'm not even looking at it as like a starting lineup thing it's, it's fixing the depth problem because you had guys that should have been good depth wise last year that just weren't showing up weren't putting up the numbers you know where the hell was d will what the hell was this guy doing wait you you actually thought darren williams would actually be productive i felt one? not as i'm not saying peak d will dude no i felt he could at least go out there and get you 12 no points. he won't give you he won't even give you 12 nuggets i'm sorry <laughs> he won't give you 12 Derek. like there to me there's no excuse why he couldn't get 12 darren points. williams is the nba version of jay cutler that's what he is he just wants to show up jay and get a cut he's the nba version of jay cutler. he just wants to pick up a check and and leave he has no heart whatsoever he's just there Remember when we used to talk about who was the best point guard, Chris Paul or or oh, Darren yeah, Williams? Oh, no, I remember those. That's what I'm saying. Peak Darren Williams, man. Oh there was a time God. when you looked at him like, yo, he can literally run a squad and and he's going to be in those like championship talks or finals talks. I'm because sorry. Just the way he was holding his shit down. He like, got Jerry Sloan fired. The, he got Jerry yeah. Sloan fired. Well, that, that was the beginning of the downfall I knew because was, I knew he was you started to happened. notice a, a shift in, in the way he was playing and the way the perception was of him as well. Absolute trash. Absolute trash. I knew he wasn't going to give you nothing. Kyle Korver, maybe. Kyle Korver, well, he played and give you some points, but Kyle Korver is old now. He can't start anymore. He has to come no, off the bench. But you don't look at him as a starter either. Like, you want him to just come in there, be that spot shooter, like, take your corner position, take your top of the key position, just, like, take your three-pointers, you know? Yeah. Like, the less minutes you have him out there, the, the more productive he's going to be because he's. you want to keep him as fresh as possible. Keep him in the corner. Just yeah. pass, keep him in the corner. Once pass you, the ball you have him on the court too long for Forcing him into the defensive position, having to basically be that type of role where he does too much, then you see everything else suffers with him. Hey, all I'm saying is that team cannot complain anymore. You guys should at least win oh, yeah. more than two, get more than Look, one game against like the Warriors. This, there, there's literally nobody in the East. You know, right now, the pretty much the teams that should have full control of the East: Toronto, Boston, and the Cavs. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and hey, I'm not sleeping on Toronto, man. We know they're they're pretty much the exact same team. Maybe they they make a few changes down the line, but right now they sh- they should be able to compete for that second spot. Mm, I don't know. I they no no no. Boston's still second. I I can't put Toronto. No, I'm not saying they will be second. I'm saying they can compete. I don't know if they can compete spot. either. I, I I honestly don't know. Because especially you think about after it too, the, they underperformed last if year. If you think about like looking at what's in the East. 50 wins should be easy for them. Yeah, they could, they could probably get 50 Easy wins. for them. 
they should be looking like as that's the ultimate baseline for them and then add another 16 to 20 on top and of that. The Eastern Conference has been bad since Michael Jordan was playing. <laughs> that's how bad the Eastern Conference is. And I guess that's one of the, the larger reasons why the a lot of teams are losing money because these owners in the East, you can't mark If you're not Chicago, if you're not the Knicks, even Cleveland, I think, is losing money. Look, if players don't stick around... It's hard to market, which is why hats off to Westbrook for sticking around, man. Makes it very easy for OKC to market. But you gotta, you gotta market. You have to have market your city, dude, to stick around to. You gotta build up your area for these team people to stick dude, around. What the hell is in OKC? <laughs> that's that's my point. It's like it's farmland. That's what's it's, uh, it's made for the person who just wants to play basketball. Oklahoma, yeah, Oklahoma. I don't know. Uh, Westbrook just wants to play basketball. Do do I see Carmelo raising a farm up there? Hey. <laughs> Carmelo's in a position where he's stress-free now. He doesn't have to worry about the New York media. He could just go out there, put his hoodie on, and play basketball. Carmelo was in Denver. <laughs> he won out. Denver's not a quiet place, man. Really? Denver's not. Like, a lot of people think Denver's one of those quiet cities. No, it's not. There's right. a lot. Like, there's a lot of nightlife that happens there, which is why you hear a lot of times certain players in certain clubs having certain issues. Broncos players of the past, I'm talking to you. So don't look at Denver like it's one of those, oh, it's a quiet little city where you can just play your sport and no one's going to bug you. Like, no, it's it's no Oklahoma City. Okay, but look how long he stayed in New York. He signed back with New York to stay. So, man, Carmel, Yo, Carmel's all the about— The money was nice, and I don't blame him, bro. I don't think he's going to stay in OKC because you can't pay— You can't pay—first of all, you can't pay those three uh, those three um, stars the look, money that you want. I'm not saying whether he will or won't, but we know he already got that dirty type of money that he from New York where, hey, if he decides next year to take a pay cut, we know he's good for it. Carmelo take a pay cut? And you got to think, too. This is, wait, 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 wait. wait. No, listen, wait, listen. You hear what you said? Carmelo take a pay cut? Listen to what Are I'm saying, on... not what you want to hear right now. Okay, I'm listen asking to what I'm saying. Questions. I'm saying if, if Carmelo decided to take a pay cut, considering the contracts he's had in the past with the Knicks, considering the fact now he's living in Oklahoma City where... <laughs> the market, like you got to think of like the housing market, it's completely different than these big cities. Wait, I've heard, I, I just heard Carmelo and pay cut in the same Yo, sentence. You got to think about these things. You got to think of location, <laughs> location, location. No Yo, let, way. Carmelo and Should pay we pause it and find out what the housing market is like in Oklahoma City right now? I'm not doubting you. I'm not <laughs> doubting you about the prices. Because but, that, that makes a difference. But he, Car Carmelo does not. Listen, Carmelo's coming down to the end of his his, Look, his Carmelo his don't take a pay cut in New York because it's New York. People gonna talk shit to no, you. Carmelo. You can't leave your house without somebody saying some shit. And you paying an arm and a leg wherever you live. Carmelo. So yeah, pay me my money because it ain't cheap out here. Carmelo's Meanwhile, not paying his money. If I lived in Farmville, USA, the same around like the same type of mentality that Superman grew up in, just pure farmland. I know I could get me a nice big mansion for 200K. All right. I could take a pay cut. But Carmelo has his house. He has a house in LA. But right now he's going to be in OKC. That's what I'm saying, man. Like he, he can go there and just chill, man. Just play ball. Put the hoodie on, play ball. No, no, no. You don't know Carmelo. Yo, you, you can, he could probably go to the grocery store and be safe. You don't know Carmelo like I do, man. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that I know Carmelo. I'm just saying the situation that he's in. Hey, I'm saying. He's, just, he's just there to ball. Carmelo and Pay does not resonate he's in anyone's mind. He's just there to ball, mind. man. He's just there to ball. Regardless if he plays in New York or not, he is not taking a pay cut. Someone is someone is going to pay him. Probably not a $200 million because they don't have his bird rights, so they can't give him that amount of money. But Yo, he'll get another God, 100 Melo, Melo, if you're hearing this, look, let's say you, you don't want to sign back to OKC. 
and you're feeling like, you know, you want to go someplace that's a little bit bigger with the lights, but not as big as New York, yo, consider Orlando, man. <laughs> consider Orlando. Just, just throw it out there, bro. <laughs> Carmelo would retire before going to Orlando. Yo, you got to think, man, it's it's nice out there, you know what I'm saying, man? Not too far away from, from like, a beach life if you need to, but not so close that you get distracted look by at, it. Look at the struggle of this, this Orlando fan. Can't even pick which team he wants to win. Yo, I told you. I told you. I told you. To the death of me, it's it's in my heart, it's in my soul. What it's happens if magic. OKC meets but Orlando in the OKC, finals? I'm watching OKC just because I want to be stress free. Let me games, ask you okay? a question: If OKC and Orlando hypothetically make it to the finals, who are you picking? Yeah, I'm a flip a coin. I'll decide it then. Wow, you do know, <laughs> and he's talking about loyalty. Give me a break. Nah, it's gonna be magic all day, bro. I can't even. <laughs> all right, let's let's talk about something else. All right, we we want to get into the the meat of things. Into the nitty gritty. The don't. What makes us mad? No, I'm just 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 the main shit that happened this week, man. Like, well, it, it basically started last Sunday with the kneeling. Yeah, with the the, the taking a knee and, and all of our confirmations yeah. being made yeah. that it ain't about the flag, it ain't about the anthem. It's just about you, dickheads, not wanting black people to do things that you feel they shouldn't do. That's essentially it. I don't think I could add much more to that. That <laughs> that is that is exactly what it is. It's like um, for those of you that may not know, because we are very sports heavy this episode. Since last week, we took a break off sports. Essentially, what had happened was on Sunday, you know, NFL Sunday. Well, starting it starts Saturday. Trump, in his usual wake up at four in the morning type of way, went on Twitter and started blasting players that take a knee and saying that. Any player that takes a knee, the owner should tell them to get the hell off the field and you're fired. And and basically said, fire that son of a bitch. Now, we all knew directly he was talking to Colin Kaepernick and indirectly talking to anybody that's ever taken a knee uh-huh. in protest during the national anthem. And it seemed like this was the final straw to break the camel's back and making players, coaches, owners come together in, in solidarity against what Trump had said to them. Essentially, the billionaires didn't like hearing what Trump had to say about them. And, you know, they they run by their own rules. So they were like, I don't want you telling me what to do. Now, I know we titled this podcast, Don't Be Mad. But I could tell you right now, when I saw the bullshit way these owners all of a sudden gave a fuck about their players, I got pissed off. Because for so long, we've been talking about how Colin Kaepernick, his his message has been mistreated, has been miscommunicated, and they're making it about something that it's not. And then on top of the fact that he's a fully capable quarterback in the league where we have seen so many terrible quarterbacks performing these last couple weeks. Mike Lennon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Terrible. Mike Lennon. Terrible. Oh. That oh, there's man. no excuse as to why Colin Kaepernick doesn't isn't on an NFL roster outside of the fact that the NFL is blackballing him for them to come now and have the nerve to link arms during the national anthem or as Jerry Jones did take a knee before the anthem as if, Oh, you're, you're so much special now that you decided to take a knee with your team. Fuck that shit. Well, uh, we, uh, believe that's how he talks. We, uh, believe we should respect. All I saw was a bunch of people who put money into the campaign of Donald Trump to put him in the position where he is right now say, hey, we were perfectly fine with you saying that, you know, grabbing a girl by the pussy is the way to get her or 
talking down on Mexicans, calling them rapists, murderers, and drug dealers, you know, or going as far as to disrespecting a gold star veteran's family. All those things were perfectly fine. But the second you start telling people not to watch the NFL and telling us that we need to fire our players. That's a line right there. Sons of bitches. That's the line right there. When you start hurting our pockets, that's when we decide that enough's enough with you. Fuck you. Well, you know. Where the hell were you when all the shit he was doing before was going on and you weren't saying a goddamn peep? Um, that's how they are, the NFL owners, though. They, they're, they're protecting their bottom line. That's the only thing that actually matters to NFL owners. And, and you have the nerve to go out there and say you're in solidar- solidarity with the players. If you're in solidarity with the players, Kaepernick would be on the team. True, true. There's, but... no, there's no way you can tell me that you're solidarity with the players, the players that are on your roster or on your team. But when it came to a guy like Colin Kaepernick, all of a sudden he's not on the team, hasn't been on the team, deserves to be on a team based on the product that we've seen these last couple of weeks when it comes to quarterbacks. And you're going to tell me you're in solidarity with the players? Don't fucking piss on me and tell me it's raining. Get the fuck out of here. That, that's that's the NFL, man. I'm not I'm not surprised at it. The, the whole uh, protest has been hijacked from solidarity to uh, um protesting the flag no 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 that's not what it is and that's it's far away from the original message that Colin Kaepernick had anyway so like, that's the most frustrating what, thing what they're doing right now is I don't really I don't even care what they're doing because I know it's fake and it, it really I'll watch what Colin Kaepernick is doing and I'll follow his example because what he's doing is actually something that's productive and positive because he's actually donating money to the causes of what he actually initially protested to exactly and this is just like you know these people are just hijacking it so people so that they can protect their bottom line and protect their money which is and look, whenever whenever it bad. comes to this topic i always want to remind people of the original message and how the original message came to be what it was yeah. when colin kaepernick was originally asked about why he was sitting during the national anthem and, and realize i'm stressing he was sitting on the bench during the national anthem the first thing he said was that he was sitting because he felt that the way Blacks and people of color were being treated and and being attacked by the police. Unarmed men and women being shot by the police was wrong. He said the systemic racism that was happening in America isn't indicative of the way that the the rights and, and freedoms that the Constitution is supposed to represent have been presented to people of color. So because of that, he's sitting during the national anthem as his own peaceful protest. Now, after this happened, yeah, a lot of people had things to say, but in particular, he had a conversation with who I believe was a Navy SEAL, who through their conversation and through them having the opportunity to speak to one another, they came to the compromise that, well, right, Colin, you don't have to stand during the national anthem, but it would be better for you and and a better showing that you still have a belief that it could get better if you just took a knee on the sideline rather than sitting on the bench. And this was the compromise that he made with a veteran Navy SEAL to show, yeah, I'm willing to not only have a conversation to push what I feel is right forward, but also show the people that I'm worth I'm worthy of compromise, that I'm willing to compromise in order to make sure that the message I'm trying to present doesn't come across in a way that offends people and then takes away from the message. Even in doing that, they still disrupted his message by presenting one that wasn't his own, saying that he's protesting or or being disrespectful to the anthem, being disrespectful to the country, and being disrespectful to the troops. 
consider like taking a knee. How is that possible when it was a veteran who told him this is the better path to take? Dude, it's it's blatant racism. It's blatant uh, people choosing to believe in what they want to believe in. Like, for example, you see people, especially in the South, and I'm sorry if this offends some people, but not all of you in the South are bad. But I see a lot of people from the South waving Confederate flags saying, oh, he's not American. He's not American. Dude, you're waving a, a traitorous the treasonous flag. flag. You lost. The most offensive flag you can wave you, in the United States is the Confederate flag. And and the, and there's this, this quote that says a lot of people use patriotism to hide their racism, which is absolutely true. You're saying, oh, I'm a patriot. I'm, no, you're not. You're, you're just a racist. You're using patriotism to cover your own insecurities in yourself. It's sad that um, Colin Kaepernick, after all this stuff, still has still doesn't have a job, and even lately with the Sports Illustrated cover that had everyone oh, that had cover. everyone linking arms except the one person who started it was Colin Kaepernick, and you had Roger Goodell on there. I'm like, really? they put Roger Goodell on there. Like, they oh. put the the owner from Jacksonville who was known to have do- uh, to have donated a million dollars to Donald Trump, but yet you didn't have the women from the WNBA who were. Some of the premier people. Well, I think they had Candace Candace Parker on it, but I'm. But just saying, like the the people that matter the most, Colin Kaepernick. You you had, I believe, they had Michael Bennett on there, Mm -hmm. but there were a lot of other names, a lot of other faces that have been pivotal, not just from the point of taking a knee, but as far back as the Black Lives Matter movement, and they just put up a bunch of faces that in recent weeks were a part of the sell, narrative. Just to make money, man. It, it was okay. literally a cash grab, and it was a disgusting one at that because, once again, you're not on message here. Yeah. It's, like, all, it's all money. If you want to bring attention to something, bring attention to the message that it's supposed to represent. Stop changing this narrative and making your own way of it yeah. because that's where we get the bigger issues that come along where all these people are coming in, they're making it their own issue, and they're not sticking to the point of what it was originally. That's what it is, man. That's what it is. I can't really add to that. Is that is that what made you mad this week, or you want to talk about what oh, really that, made you? That 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 was one of the things that made me mad. I mean, I I had relatively a good week. <laughs> you know, should I go off on what I want to get mad about? But no, we'll, we'll, we'll get there in a second. Uh, we'll get there in a second. <laughs> we'll get there in a second because there there is one thing I want to bring up. I got to shout out my boy LeBron because he did something that. Just sent Twitter ablaze, you know, like after Steph Curry he fixed pretty- his hairline. Man, can you? I'm asking a question. You said Twitter ablaze. How about you relax? <laughs> I'm just wondering. Can you fix his hairline? No. Relax. Okay. And Dr. Phil is helping up a lot then. <laughs> Basically, after Steph Curry decided that, you know, he wasn't going to go to the White House, made it very clear he's not going to the White House. You had good old Trump going out there and saying, oh, well, if uh, Curry's going to be hesitant, I'm going to take my invitation away. You know, this nigga wasn't going anyways. Sounded like a little bum. <laughs> and rightfully so, because what does LeBron do? LeBron goes full force and calls him, you bum. And for anybody who, who played sports, knows a thing or two about sports, if you get called a bum, that's like the height. That's like your ex looking in your face and just just telling you all the hard shit about you that like you couldn't take like saying you just broke ass digging and all this shit like <laughs> you ain't shit you a fuck boy and like you just getting that hurt like that's the equivalent of being called you bum you know basically calling you trash on the court while you're playing yo <laughs> if someone calls you a bum you gotta show and prove man like yo that that's fade worthy 
Like, you ain't going to come on this court, call me a bum yeah. and not offer me the one-on-one. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, yo, grab the ball, get the top of the key. Yo, you going to put your money where your mouth is I, right now. I, Everything I, stops. I, I'm not going to even put too much onus on what Trump says anymore because right now he's just saying a whole bunch of ridiculous crap. So it's like, all right, here, what is Trump going to say this time? It was just nice. It was just nice to hear. LeBron just call him a bum, especially in defense of Steph Curry, you know, because yeah. they've they've had their little back and forth, you know, little shot like subliminal shots fired here and there. So for him to go and 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 just you know attack him and just give him that you bum and defend Steph Curry at the same time, it shows, man. Like yo, honestly, NBA players, man, they've been showing improving lately, man. Yeah, but uh, well, I, I I don't doubt NBA players are more independent. They have their own platform, bigger stars, so you know they could say a lot more than what NFL players can say. So I wouldn't put it past them to like you know say whatever they want, and you know they have a lot more freedom. They're more well, connected with the only with thing I, I will say people. I don't like is you know, and it's a rule that's been around long before any of these controversial things have happened. But at, NBA players have to stand for the national anthem. It's in the rules, and you know what. I would still like to see, even though the rule's in place, if they really feel compelled to. And, I mean, at the end of the day, regardless of who you are, what you are, you're going to do something based on the way you feel in your heart, the way it'll affect your family and friends and yourself. But for those that feel it, how deeply we've seen them feel it, I would still like to see them do some type of showing, even if it's while they're standing. Maybe it's a shirt they're wearing or if they decide not to knee, you know, just because it's in the rule, do something that'll show that you're still there. You're still basically solidarity with the original message. Yeah. You know, because I mean, I don't want any of them to do something that's going to affect their pockets. Because I mean, end of the day, you know, like you got a family to well, feed. Nothing's going to affect the NBA players' pockets. Get their contracts. Well, no, but, but the, the no, I'm saying more of because it's a rule that they have to stand. Oh, yeah. It's a little probably you know, like, a couple thousand. That's yeah, you know, but I mean, at the end of the day, man, it's money's money, man. I'm <laughs> I'm not going to say 15,000 is nothing to them. Like, at the end of the day, it's still money, you know? Yeah. But it would be nice, like, if they wore a T-shirt, which we saw the WNBA players do. Like, they had the T-shirts which showed tremendous solidarity and and for the nba players to do something like that because i, I don't believe there's anything in the rule book about the type of t-shirt they wear no long, they can wear anything they want yeah they yeah wear. as long as it's not like self-promotional as long as it's matching too as long yeah, as it's matching exactly yeah. it, it, essentially uniform mm-hmm. so i would like to see something like that happen you know especially when you have you know greg popovich who you know during media day he gets up there and he he basically gave what i felt was one of the best compositions about what has been going on and, and basically his personal shame at the way the country is handling itself the fact that the country's leader is showing himself to be somebody that is untrustworthy is childish is completely disgusting in the in the way he he feels he can bully tactic everything around him you know and yeah. and i mean like i was i tell people this all the time when it comes to leaders in the NBA, I've always respected Greg Popovich just as what he did basketball-wise, you know? Yeah. His, Popovich and You know, 20-plus years coaching the Spurs, and he's always had teams that you looked at and respected. You know, the players always held him in high regard. You always saw the best of them come out because of him. And in recent years, with everything that's been going on so politically, how 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 much political fatigue we're all having. You're seeing the moral side of him come out more. 
and it's making me respect him as a man so much more because it's a, it's something that he doesn't have to do. He doesn't have to go out of his way to he give. Does, well, he does it because he's because it's the it's, right it's, thing. Exactly, to do. and, and he said it. Do. It's the yeah. right thing to do, and you can tell that he is truthfully passionate about he's it. A, so. He's a nice. He's a nice man. Him, Steve Kerr, a couple yeah, others. Yeah, Steve Kerr had said some things. Uh, even uh, uh, Steve Nash had said a few things not too long ago, and it's just you're seeing people who really don't have to stick their neck out for others doing it. Yeah, which is why it's so important that we don't get taken off message here yeah. and, and we don't allow people that are trying to control the narrative to do so in a negative way because when you have these people that are sticking their necks out for us and they're they're doing everything that they can capably do to bring more light to the situation and bring a different type of understanding it's yeah. very important it's good on them proud of them like i don't like the spurs or anything not my favorite team but well, Greg yeah, Pop- as a laker fan i'm not surprised Greg, Greg popovich is a, is, a, is a stand-up co- is a stand-up person so yeah. um, he talks. He talks the truth. He's not afraid of the backlash because who's gonna give Greg Popovich backlash in the NBA? Who has? Who has the? You don't like, got enough clout. clout. Who has the clout <laughs> to give him backlash? No one. You ain't got the sauce like that. No one, no one can really <laughs> say anything back to Greg Popovich, anyways. But yeah, good on him. All right, man. Uh, so Jason, uh, how about you know? How about you tell us what made you mad this week? Oh yes, the new segment. Because I, I, I know Jason has had a lot on his mind. He's he's been harboring this. He wanted to start the show with this. I was like, no, you got to take your time. You got to. We can't just come in, you know, like playing that mob deep, threatening to cut people with a box cutter. We can't do that. <laughs> we got to come in slow, and then you got to hit them with the mob deep. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what I see, especially in the black community, there there are agents as you can say that pretend that they're actually doing something positive for the black for the black community um you know there's the jason whitlocks the stephen a smith uh herschel walker yeah if you don't know herschel walker one of the greatest nba nfl players of all time said some coon shit but no one can top the coonest of the coons as ray lewis ray lewis you are a coon sir and I don't want you to kick my ass because I know you're a freaking mutant. I've seen you play football. <laughs> you're crazy as hell. But Just you... swing first, Jason. Just swing <laughs> first. That's all I said. But you are a coon. I'm sorry. Listen, he went on Undisputed with Shan Sharp and Skip Bayless and said, Oh, Colin, you shouldn't be... You shouldn't be protesting. People before you have done this already, um, just uh, just go out there and play football. To me, what you're saying is, Oh, because people have done it before, you should give up and just play football and be quiet. That's what I'm saying. And he said, oh, would you take a knee with Colin Kaepernick? Would you take a knee with Colin Kaepernick um, for the flag? He says, no, I'm not. I'm, uh, I wouldn't do that. I, I wouldn't want to bring attention to the team. Uh, that's what this is all of Ray Lewis's words. He doesn't he wouldn't want to kneel for the flag. He doesn't want to bring attention to the team. Move on to a few weeks later. There was talks, quote unquote, talks to get Colin Kaepernick on the Baltimore Ravens. Until um, his uh, girlfriend, Nessa, who, um, who posted works, up that picture, who posted that picture with the Django and chain um, of uh, the slave. Very uh, accurate picture, by the way. <laughs> if, you, if you don't know what we're talking about, just search Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend, Nessa, Twitter post. The post might be deleted, but there were screenshots. Just look, so just look for Ray Lewis hugging owner and or, yeah. Samuel Jackson you know, hugging Leonard Just Leonardo write Kaepernick. Ray Lewis Django Unchained. It'll it'll pop, pop right up, up the first thing, <laughs> and you'll see you see basically the, in, in Django Unchained you see uh, Samuel Jackson hugging the slave owner 
and, Leonardo. And Leonardo DiCaprio. And you see the uh, picture of um, Ray Lewis hugging the owner for the Baltimore Ravens, Steve Bushani. In the and, same manner. And they said, in the same manner, and they said that because of this picture that was posted up, Colin Kaepernick didn't have a job. I'm like, really, Ray Lewis? But you want to know what's funny about that? They went as far as to blame Kaepernick's girlfriend as to why he doesn't have a job. But if any of you know who Miko Grimes is... Miko Grimes is the if gutter. Any of you she is the gutter. Know who Miko Grimes is? You'll know why that is the most bullshit excuse we have ever heard in the history of sports ever. Miko Grimes is the gutter of the gutter. No, I, I'm not going to call her gutter. I'm going to call her real grimy as fuck. Because at the end of the day, she is ride or die. She tells shit exactly how it is. And Miami was fucking with her man for far too long and she got tired of it. On we go on to, to like the more recent thing. So there was a football game on Jacksonville and Baltimore playing in London this uh, past weekend. This is after what Trump, you know, made his comments and everything. So everyone's locking their arms, fake solidarity. Everyone went on their knees. And we see Ray Lewis with the, the Ravens. We're like, huh, what is Ray? I'm wondering, when at first I'm like, what the hell is Ray Lewis doing there? Up then in I, London. Then I see him first. This is, this is what a lot of people didn't see. And it, it, there is video footage of him. He was on one knee. When everything started, he was on one knee for a long time. Then after, he went on two knees. I'm like, look at this coon. You said you wouldn't kneel for the flag. And like, you bad-mouthed Colin Kaepernick for two, three weeks about why um, his girlfriend posted this, why you weren't, um, wasn't doing that. I'm like, really? And then the Monday after, this is, what, this is him saying... Um, to um to James Brown, the whole NFL uh, network crew, like, listen, I didn't get, I didn't get on one knee. I got on two knees. I was praying. He was using religion to hide his coonery. And look, I, hey, let's say he was praying. Wouldn't it be a bit disrespectful to it's be worse. praying and not paying attention to the anthem when the anthem's going on? If you respect this country oh so much and the anthem oh so much because you do way too much with the military and the police in this country? Dude, he he said, I do too much for the military. I do too much for the school. I'm like, for you to have to justify that you do too much for whatever cause means you're not doing as much as you think you are. Because if you have to justify yourself or saying that you do this and you do that, that you don't means do anything. You don't do anything you're not doing anything and this is the problem i have when people say oh ray lewis does, does a lot for the community what has he done the same ray lewis who's saying oh uh, colin kaepernick you should do this you should do that ray lewis you're a double murderer now it's confirmed i know you kill people now i'm sorry oh allegedly allegedly i know i'm i'm saying it he, you killed people now he was not convicted and you kill people now you do, okay you didn't talk you didn't talk legally speaking you didn't talk he he did not he he was not this is, convicted this is the same anything. this is the same Ray Lewis who said to 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 parents in Baltimore get your kids home they should be at home but your kid is but Ray Lewis's kid is raping people and stuff like that getting caught in rape charges allegedly no this is this fact this is fact she, this was this was is he convicted fact. huh was he convicted he was charged he was charged for rape and he got off because he's Ray Lewis's son that's the only reason that's the only reason he got off because it's Ray Lewis's son and he's from Baltimore that's the only reason okay so we still and, gotta put and, allegedly and he's always telling oh what parents should do with their kids I'm like sorry Ray Lewis you have six kids by four different women who are you to tell people what they should do with their kids no one ever wants to talk about this with Ray Lewis and I'm so glad that Shannon Sharp called him out for his bullshit the realist Shannon Sharp skill and this is supposedly his best friend one of his best friends but shan sharp is a man and he talks the truth 
And he's not afraid of what people are going to say about him. But Ray Lewis, you need to stop cooning. Stop using your religion to, to hide your coonery because it's getting it's getting tired. We see through it, man. We see through it. Tired of you um, hiding behind your religion to make up your excuses and stuff like that. Cap, let Kaepernick do what he wants to do, saying, oh, I would pray for Kaepernick. I'm going to pray for him. I'm like, oh, really? You would pray for Kaepernick? They even asked him this. Would you be on your knees praying like you did with your players with Kaepernick? And he couldn't answer the question. Of course not. He couldn't answer the question. Of course not, because he wasn't praying. And all he was doing on Monday and on the rest of the week, this week, was just talking in circles, not saying anything. Talking a whole bunch of nonsense, but not saying anything. The more you got to explain yourself, the less likely you did exactly what you're saying. God, I hate, I hate this. Look, to me, the only thing that bothered me was the hypocrisy. Because, like I said, to me, if you wanted to stand, stand. I'm not mad at you for standing. If you want to take a knee, take a knee. I'm not going to be mad at you for that either. The limelight was on his knees. The only thing, but no, what I'm saying is like the only thing that matters to me is when they come to you and they ask you why you made your decision, stick to it. If you decided to stand and you say, you know what, I have family in the military, I have a great love for this country, I have a great respect for it. And I just felt for for myself, I needed to stand and show my respect to the anthem. So be it. I'm not going to be mad at you for that. That's the the line you want to choose. That's your right. If you take a knee and you say, you go out there and you say, look, it's all there with Colin Kaepernick and what he started and, and understanding that there is a problem with police brutality against people of color. And you you take that original message that, it, that came out and that's why you're taking a knee. Boom. I respect that. But to all the players who decided this week that they were going to take a knee simply because Trump opened his mouth about what should happen to players, you're a bit late. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad your eyes are open, but you're a bit late. I'm not going to pat you on the back because that's the reason you're here. Because you should have been here before. You should have been kneeling for that reason or against what Trump has been doing, even if you're not kneeling for the same reason Cap is. You could have came up and said, look, I don't like the way this country is being run. Our president is not representing the country properly, and for that I'm taking a knee. No, you took a knee because he called football players that take a knee a son of a bitch. That's why you took a knee. That's why I don't respect you as much. Dude, I don't care. Ray Lewis could have went out there, could have stood and I still would have had the same respect for him because at least he was a man of his word. He said he can't. He said he could never take a knee because of his family that's in the military and the work he's done he, for the military. He took two knees. Remember, he took two knees. He took two. Talking like a slave. After Jeez. saying he could never take a knee, if he had went out there and stood, even if he was standing beside his men, stood there as he said he would do whenever that anthem plays. I would still respect him as a man of his word. And his boss said it was okay. His boss said it was okay. That's the only reason I'm mad. It's the hypocrisy. It's the fact that you have people that are now all of a sudden want to speak up and say things. And you have Drew Brees putting out a tweet saying, oh, the whole team is going to take a knee before the anthem and then stand during it. Doesn't accomplish Yo, anything. you can't appease both sides. You can't play both sides like that. You can't do it. Because once again, the only reason you're taking a knee is not for the original reason we were taking a knee in the first place. You're doing it for your own reasons, and then you want to make people happy about it. The Cowboys did it, and they still got booed. The Cowboys were the first ones to take a knee before the anthem, and they still got booed. So Dude, what does that tell you about my, these people? My, my thing is, especially from the black community, is like I hate that especially uh, Kuhn Lewis 
talks bad about black people, but he can't handle. He, he has problems with his own stuff that he's not handling. Look, you got to understand something. That's my problem with Ray Lewis. It's like you talk bad but about black people, but we you, say it all the time. All the time. You have the right to say what you want. You have freedom of speech. But the same way you have freedom of speech, you have to deal with the consequences that come after it. Yeah. You can't go out there thinking you're going to do something and not get scrutinized for it, especially in the climate that we're in right now when every little thing that's done, people are looking through it with a fine-tooth comb. So for you to literally do something that was complete opposite of what you said you would never do, you deserve everything that's coming at you. You deserve Shannon Sharp putting that fire on you because you sat there in front of him across the desk from him and said you would never take a knee and he, not, and he but he used he used religion as he always does to justify his religion is not an excuse he used but he, that's what he that's Ray Lewis the word that that's mattered he when he spoke was never that's Ray Lewis though he uses religion to justify his shit that's what he does that's that's when Ray you say Lewis. Never, the, never there is no compromise that's Ray Lewis and I like I said I would have respected him if he went up there and he stood for that anthem even if he was standing right beside those guys that were kneeling, you said you would never kneel. You stand there, you put your hand on your chest, and you re- you respect your anthem as you said you always would do. But you didn't do that, so you deserve the scrutiny that's coming your way. It's that simple. Whatever, man. I, I don't want to spend time on, on Kuhn Lewis anymore. If, if anything comes up again, I'll burn him again if I have to. But uh, just stop talking bad about black people and tell them what black people should be doing when you can't even control your own home situation and your own kids. That's the thing I have to say. And you know what? Like, after everything that happened last week, I'm very curious to see now what's going to happen. Are, are we going to continue to see people taking a knee as, in such a full force as we saw last week? Or, you know, was it a one-off? Will people start actually speaking the message? Because we saw, because a lot of people weren't on message, you were hearing a lot more reporters really coming out there and trying to keep everything on message and reminding people how this whole thing started in the first place. So to them tip my hat because we need more people reminding people to stay on message because there's too many narratives that are trying to push away that original message which was the reason a knee was taken was because a compromise was made between Colin Kaepernick and a Navy SEAL that he can represent his protest against the unfair treatment of black people by this government and the police brutality that happens to people of color in this in this country yeah so because of that, remember why that hashtag take a knee is there. Don't forget that when you have these conversations with your friends and family. And if they try to steer you off messes and they try to tell you that you're wrong for what you're saying, at that point, ignore them. Don't argue with fools. Because when you argue with fools, you got to ask yourself who exactly is the fool. That's Ray Lewis. It. I already know the answer to that. Ray Lewis is the fool. Well, yeah, enough of that. We, that's what made me mad <laughs> this weekend. That's what made me mad in this whole past week. So, um, yeah, I think we can end it there. Let everything off our chest with. Uh, yeah, you know, after last people. week, we we kind of gave you guys a sports break just so we could talk Kevin Hart and talk a little off the cuff relationship. You know, you guys are your we, you guys are your sports now. You guys, are we we brought it back to sports for those who wanted to hear it. Sorry, ladies, for the ladies that aren't into sports. You know that. Oh, like us for our other dynamic topics. We'll we'll get you back another time. <laughs> Speaking of great ladies, the winner of the Amazon uh, almost forgot the winner of the Amazon uh, fifty dollar gift card giveaway, Miss Sarah Allaire. 
And guys, it was a first come first serve thing. Whoever got us that answer, it first wasn't even it wasn't even that. No, it wasn't even a first come first serve thing. I'll tell you exactly what happened because a lot of people did not listen to what I told them to do. I tell well, I, that's it. Like, and I, and I, <laughs> But I, what I, and people, there were three people that did exactly what yeah. I told them to do. I was like, and, but a lot of people did do the survey. A lot of people did the yeah. survey. And I told them, listen to everything I said, listen to everything carefully. So when I had the three people shake it up and hat, Sarah's name came up. I'm like, yeah, Sarah won. She did everything I was supposed to. Everyone, what you did wrong is you didn't sign up on the form. Like I kept saying. <laughs> so if don't complain about oh uh, is rigged no 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 Sarah did every that single that form was the big one the form was the big one you guys got everything right with the answer what did I say in the episode what dating apps did I reference you guys did everything right on that part except the form part and uh, congratulations Sarah you won and I'm sure she put in the $50 to good use so shout out to Sarah yeah, maybe some uh, cool vintage comic book t-shirts I don't know what Sarah likes. Like one, because they're very expensive. Like what? Like a vintage comic book t-shirt. I guess I don't it's know. good. I no. guess. Well, Maybe spending... she bought some socks, like I suggested earlier. I doubt she bought some socks. Hey, you never know. You can never have too many socks. I'll ask her. <laughs> but uh, congratulations, Sarah. You won. Uh, there And everyone, there will be other contests, so you'll have another chance. Just listen carefully next time. And Maybe she got some it. cool shot glasses. I saw some cool shot glasses before. I was like, oh, I want some. Maybe. You don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, congrats, sir. Uh, maybe you might win again. Maybe you might not. It's all pretty random. Yeah. So we'll uh, see. We'll see. <laughs> crazy people. <laughs> he has crazy kids in here. <laughs> all right, everyone. So and yeah, so that pretty much wraps up this week. Yeah. Um, thank you guys again for listening. Uh, I Where can remind, they find us, bro? Uh, you can uh, reach us on iTunes now. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google, Google Play. Play. So you can look for us. Don't be mad, and you'll, don't be mad. you'll find the the podcast on all the directories. If you don't use any of those two, um, I know the other like Overcast. They they pull the API from iTunes, so it'll be on there as well. So you can search us for pretty much anywhere, any podcast podcatcher or directory that you have you'll probably find us on those kind of things we're so here for don't you worry man. About that. and um you can reach me at uh on twitter at jjnba those are all letters you can find me on twitter at at lefty lucky underscore yeah. and um you can get us at on facebook, facebook don't be mad podcast and the connect.ca um d- join the forums there we have um i know lizette put up a lot of topics on the episodes that we uh that we recorded previously so if there's anything there's pretty much everything for everyone so if there's something that you want to talk about uh, spe- specifically when it came to that episode just uh, talk about it and i will reply to it and i have some interesting replies as well because i'm crazy like that and because i Privately was talking to a few people. We will get the blog going and we'll be having some after the episode thoughts, maybe a few days in the week when, you know, things settle a bit. And I talk to a few of you about how you felt about it, giving my deeper perspective on whatever the topic was, plus maybe some outside commentary from what I've spoken about with people. So start looking out for that this week. I'll most likely try to drop it on a Wednesday, Thursday, the latest, you know, before some football. But um, yeah look out for the blog to start happening yep yep so um also i want to note um on the podcast uh please uh subscribe share and and rate it it helps us out a lot yeah the um, rating is the biggest the rating one, obviously along with the helps us a lot um you know we want to grow we want to 
hear what you guys have to say hear what, what we could do better it helps us out a lot so yeah. uh, we appreciate the feedback I mean, we, we've we so far appreciate honest reviews with a five star rating <laughs> so I mean like you can give us five stars like they are like the worst podcasters ever and we'll read them and be like you know what he's probably right <laughs> but thanks for the five stars but yeah thank you thank you all again and um, I guess we will see you all next week for another uh, another episode been a blast as per usual bro yeah take care everyone we thank will thank you all for listening <laughs> we'll see y'all next week thanks take care <laughs>